Hey guys, this is John and Austin, and this is another episode of the Meet Gistics podcast. So I wanted it to be as close to a great white as I could possibly get it. So this is a Mako shark. A Mako is close to a great white, just smaller. I, that, that doesn't mean anything to 99% of America. And their teeth aren't exactly the same. It mean, I think most people understand it goes great white, Mako, poor beagle. They're all in the exact same family. No, there's three types. Salmon shark. There's three types of sharks. There's great whites. There's hammerheads. And then there's just baby sharks. Yeah, but like obviously tiger sharks. No. That's one that eats a lot of people. Never heard Bull of it. shark. Never heard bites of it. more people. How could you? We've talked about bull sharks on this podcast. Those are the ones that swim up rivers. I, I'm pretty sure I'm an expert on the matter because I, I live I live you. within like 6,000 miles of an ocean. So You're forgetting <laughs> sharks with lasers attached. Yes. <laughs> freaking laser beams. Okay. So what we did is we used both, or actually we used all three flavor crisp um, products. First, I marinated it with the uh, marinade. Then we used the uh, one pound bag. We used that to create a batter. So we dipped them in the batter and then we used our better breader batter bowl. I'm so good at saying that. I'm so good at saying that. Uh, and then we coated them in that. Uh, we added a little bit of Nashville hot to the final batter. Then we deep fried them in oil that was about 325 degrees. It smells very good. Right? Yeah. I think this is going to be good. I don't think I'm going to do a, a dip on my first one. My in fact, I, I would recommend we not do a dip at all on that. That, that separated that, in, yeah, in, that separated in seconds. Very fast. Like it hasn't been in there five minutes. Because I shook it up before we yeah. did that. So we have no dip. So my biggest concern on these, the, the, the they smell awesome, but they're very spongy. Patrick? Back me up. They were all well above 165 degrees. Yeah, yeah uh, we were, we temped one. It was like 95, and then like 30, 45 seconds later. No, no, no. no. It, it was, was faster like, than it that. It was like 195, and I was like, well, that was happened pretty quick. But uh, Not. It was longer than that. It wasn't 30 <laughs> or 45 seconds. But okay. ready? Go. Let's, let's go. Oh, yeah. Yeah? Oh, That's yeah. That's delicious. That is wow. absolutely Final. delicious. Finally. Mm. This is the first good thing we've ate in a long time. This is actually the first good thing we've eaten in a while. And I, the shark wasn't necessarily like um, marinated itself, was it? You mean before it came to us? Yeah. Or like it, we didn't put it in anything to add oh, yeah, extra I did. flavor. I used the Flavor Crisp uh, marinade. Oh, you actually did marinate. Yeah, okay, yeah. cool. Yep. Oh, that is really good. It's very salty. Mm-hmm. It's from the sea, of course it's salty. <laughs> so is that is that a, okay? <laughs> is that a legit thing? No, or are you laughing at me? no. Because <laughs> I could see that being real. That's from me using more of the marinade than it calls for. Okay, I guess shark is just constantly being marinated. It being in the ocean, so right. It's the the salt water. That's <laughs> why it keeps so much moisture. So what now, exactly are you tasting for for the audience? Uh, there is a good amount of of salt to it. Um, the meat itself is nice, but it really is the breading that. The meat doesn't have like a ton of flavor. Not a ton. It's a very light fish, but it's like denser it's like, than, than most fish, I'd say. We trimmed it. There were a couple of pieces that didn't look like they were going to like, it almost looked like, like uh sinew or something. I don't know what it would be in a fish, cartilage of some sort, softer cartilage. Yeah, so we cut those pieces out. So this is like the best of what the steaks they gave us, but this is absolutely phenomenal. Patrick, oh, so, you should come and try this. So they were like big boneless steaks? I mean, they were like this. You know, they were decent size. But that 
is for the hundreds of years that sharks have eaten us, we've got one back on them. And I don't want to hear all the, I'm aware of the actual statistics, but, uh, I think it's fairly obvious. Will it barbecue? Oh yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I highly recommend you do this. Um, we use the camp chef, uh, whatever this is, griddle, griddle pan. I don't can't even remember what it, what it's, it's called. A cast iron something. Dutch oven. Oh, it's the 13 inch Dutch okay. oven. There you go. Uh, we just put peanut oil in it, got it up to 325 and they were done in just a, a couple of minutes. And as you can see, like a beautiful golden brown. Um, so I really do think there is something to using the one pound bag as a batter and then finishing up in the, the chicken on the run. Yeah, that that was amazing. I, uh, to be honest, I was not hungry coming in here. Um, I like kind of purposely ate a big lunch because I didn't, <laughs> I didn't want that to ruin anything. So I had like a huge Chipotle meal and I'm like stuffed, but I'm like that. No, that's, I would, I, I want to eat more. I want to go home now and, and f deep fry a bunch of stuff in that just cause the, the breading and the batter, I mean, it, it makes the whole thing, but the shark itself is still good. Shark itself was fine. Not amazing. It's the breading and the batter. Yeah. So that was absolutely delicious. It was, I'm going to Patrick, do you want one of these? No, no, no. You really I'm should. Fine. Okay. I, do you want to? Do you want to at least like take the shark out of it and just eat the breading? No, no, no. Let me get a sliver <laughs> so I can say I've had shark. But so yeah, just save me. All right, we'll save you. Uh, we'll save two because Taylor was showing interest. No. Taylor says that. So before he worked here, he worked at Dylan's in the mm -hmm. meat counter. He says they used to sell shark, like shark really? steaks. I was shocked by it. the only place I've ever seen shark is like little obscure Asian markets, mm -hmm. like. Uh, we don't go tight in. We gotta go back. We should go back time. to tight Yeah. I wonder if they'd let us film in there. Oh, if we you could just walk you around ask, and be like, "We're gonna grab this." Ask for forgiveness later. Just we'll we'll yeah. figure it out. Yeah. Just be very polite to everybody. Hi, how you doing? Yeah. Yeah, smiles. They don't. Right. They won't understand us. Oh, perfect. Most Even of them better. don't speak. We English. could probably just do it off of a cell phone. We just the audio. How can we get audio? We can just do audio on it later, maybe. With that. Do it off earbuds. Yeah, I wear one. You wear one. Oh yeah, we do that. Audio would be fine, and video. No one's gonna complain about. They can't tell you not to record on a cell phone. Everyone has a cell phone and takes video everywhere. This is the place where I've gotten chicken blood or oh, sorry. No, not chicken blood. <laughs> pig's blood, human they, blood. They had chicken's blood, uh, chicken feet. I mean, all of the earlier weird things we did were all bought at Thai bin market. And then I just got octopus octopus. Yep. Then I got lazy and started ordering everything online. I went back through video or uh, images the other day on our Google images account. And I found the one of the octopus sitting on my shoulder, like a pirate <laughs> yeah, with a parrot. That was yeah. a great pick. Um, just uh, so those of you who don't know, they're just maybe listening. We just wrapped the Willow Barbecue. This episode's being shark, and uh, yeah, apparently knocked it out of the park, right? I think so. Yeah, I think it was amazing. Yeah, it was refreshing to have something that wasn't absolutely horrible and disgusting and make you making you want to vomit because that's last, what the last several barbecues have been. So it was. It, this is what how my memory goes. It went beaver tail. It went snake. It went. Um, then was it the rodent, the whatever possum, possum, possum? Yeah. There was nothing in between rattlesnake and possum. I don't. Remember. I don't think there was. Oh, so it had been a while. Yeah. Beaver tail, snake, possum. I thought you were listing the worst to best. I feel like we did another no. one in there. I feel beaver like tail, we would have remembered snake, something that was possum. like in range of beaver tail or possum. Those being yeah, no, that those. bad, hmm. I don't think we'd forget something that quick. Let's talk over the So power. the other one I was maybe going with today was camel. So camel will be the next time we do this. 
I'm not too concerned about that one. I feel like that one is going to be okay. Yep. It might not be really great, but it won't be. But I don't think it's going to be bad. Ceiling not that high, floor not that low. Yeah. Like it should be like right in the middle. Mm -hmm. Shouldn't be too crazy. Um, I do have a bunch of crappie in there. Uh, one of my friends caught more crappie than he had freezer space for. So he gave me a couple of bags of them. I took them here, individually bagged them up, but we should do this. Oh my goodness. It's just like little crappie fillets. And yeah, that would be killer. I wonder if I have enough for the next uh, Walton's party on the patio. Probably not. Maybe that would be a bunch. It, it, maybe because what we're what we're wanting to do there is not like a full like we, last time we did like full brats. Mm -hmm. um, so what we're talking about is the second third Friday of the month where we've started doing a thing for uh, employees and we have just a little get together. We shut down early one day and eat some food, play some games. Um, so instead of doing like the full meal, we want to do more like snacky foods. Okay. So it doesn't have to be a ton of something because there'd be enough for like a couple bites of this. And then we're going to have a couple bites of for something else. Okay. Appetizery type of thing. Okay. Always based around sausage though, or no? Eh, whatever. Okay. Well, here's the deal. You wanted like a stock of sausages frozen and ready to like hand out. So I've been using party on the patio to be able to make like both like to feed them and make your stock of sausages. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Do you want me to continue with that basically? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Then we're good. Okay. I'll just keep making sausage. Yeah. We're going to get to where we have like a thousand pounds plus in there at, all, at any given point in time. Like why? Why? Because we can and we should. <laughs> we should. We should have like if someone, if someone's here and it's a, a be honest, no offense to our retail customers, but if a retail customer asks, "Hey, can I can I try this?" I'm I'm not going to be able to do it for everybody. But if we have a commercial customer that's in here, they're in the test kitchen and they're we're selling them on a new smokehouse right. and this and that, and they want to know, "Hey, I've been like looking at this one, try this flavor." We ought to be able to go. We have some right here. Take a package, try it. Okay. Because. We, ha I mean, we have a lot of different seasonings, but still, he's always on me about noise, and then he goes and does that. Yeah. It just, <laughs> it just, it makes extra work for him. But no, that's a good reason to do it. Okay, so I will just continue we'll with see. making that, and then if we have other things, we won't even need as much as that for the party on the patio. Okay, uh, a couple other things. We obviously we have the meat logistics uh, bracket, and we have an internal employee. Walton's bracket. Are you in the meat six one? I am as of like 10 minutes ago. Okay. I just joined, which, uh, so then we need to bet. Uh, we're going to be very careful about our betting arrangements because I am not going <laughs> vegan for a week again. This won't be, that one was a larger bet than this. This is just, a. here's the problem though. Right now I'm so, oh, just I'm in a hard spot this year because most of the time, the last several years, I've done very good in our bracket challenge. I've won one of the past couple few years. Um, I've, I've always been like kind of towards the top. You're usually not. Uh, Didn't I? You don't second last year? I don't think so. Pretty sure I did. We'll have to go Second back and check third. the tape then. Because you're pretty sure I got a you gift don't, card. You don't like pay attention to anything. That's on who basketball. always wins them. It's always yeah. the people who don't pay attention. But I usually do good. But like this year, I have a I have a really hard time of like picking who I really think is gonna win. My bracket right now is solely emotional. Like it's all just I want this team to win, I want that team to win. And I I, I have not convinced myself to do the right thing. Yeah. 
<laughs> That's what gets <laughs> you into trouble. Uh-huh. But didn't you say you were locking the bracket? Oh, bra- I mean, yeah, brackets will be locked uh, 11 o'clock tomorrow before games start. Oh. So I guess when everybody hears this, they'll already be locked. But uh, yeah, but right. you're not doing it early. I saw your email. No, okay. just rem- I, yeah, I sent an email out for our internal group just telling people like, hey, if you have not signed up, do it now. Um, so people that are listening now, if you're not signed up, you're not going to be able to because it's this comes out on Friday. Everything will be locked on Thursday. But um, I'm going to see if I can get on Meetgistics and encourage some more people to get on and join because we have like, I don't know, like 20, 30 Meetgistics members right now. But we ought to we ought to be able to get a lot higher than that. So. Um, and we don't know what the prize will be, but the winner of that will get something. All right. This is from Austin's vegan uh, dalliance. Can we call it dalliance? Your dalliance with vegan? I don't know what that it? word means. So, uh, But it's a vegan super grucan Haribo. <laughs> I have no, super grucan. I would just spit out. <laughs> or gherkin. Ever. Sorry, gherkin. That's pickle. This is a vegan podcast now, isn't it? We've turned. This is this the slow heel turn? I'm a fan of vegan candy. We're pretty good. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with that. Now, Patrick and I talked about this earlier, but have you ever read the Amazon reviews for the sugar-free Haribo uh, gummy bears? Used to be the best thing on the internet. It basically acts as a laxative to some people. Oh. The It's the ingredient that they replace sugar with and oh my god the reviews are amazing unbelievably funny unbelievably funny okay so vegan candy yes vegan meat no always no forever no um a couple other things just before we get to uh meat matters few funny things happened to me this weekend. First of all, I'm leaving tomorrow. I'm going up to uh, Missoula, Montana. So when this releases, I'll be up in the mountains, hopefully fist fighting, hand fighting a bear, (laughs) at least seeing a bear this time. I saw no bears last time. You better keep your eyes open for uh, Sasquatch, Bigfoot. Do Do you believe in Bigfoot? I don't know. I think I do after like, not, I mean, not really, but jokingly. Because of all the, we haven't, we haven't done anything in a while, but there was stuff we talked on podcasts, stuff yeah. on Meatgistics, and somehow, I don't know, I became the Bigfoot believer, yeah. but it hasn't come up in a while. So. Patrick? Oh. Hard now? That's a tough, no, 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 no. I was like, it was more of a, oh, I don't know. Not necessarily like an individual, but like something, there's, I'm not saying there's something out there, but there is either a misidentification of another <laughs> animal that's upright on its back hind right. legs or something like a black bear. But, um, I mean... The videos are kind of cool, but they any good one just looks like a guy in a suit. Right. Um, but I, I, I'm open to the idea. I think it'd be cool, um, especially, you know, Gigantopithecus. That'd be awesome. I just like saying that because a lot of people can't. Well, first of all, Gigantopithecus Perfect, thank was you. an actual animal. I know. Okay. It's the name of my band, too. It's also it in uh, the remake of The Jungle Book, you and your brother's favorite song, I Want to Walk Like You, Ooh, Ooh. How's that my favorite song? No, it was your brother's. I was listening to it one day, and your brother's like, we grew up with that song. We loved it. And you said, the, or maybe Allie said the same thing. I'm going to say Anyways, It's Christopher Walken singing that, and he goes, me, a gigantopithecus. And I've always liked that. <laughs> Anyways, way off, to- off topic there. Um, but so, must have been Monday morning? I think it was Monday morning. 
My wife wakes me up at four o'clock in the morning. And I've already told you this story. So I'm telling just the podcast people. She's like, hey, I just saw a car roll over a bunch of times. What should I do? And this is 4 a.m. I'm waking up to that. I go, call the cops. I'm like, what, what else would you think you should do? So she, I, she gets her phone and I'm walking out into the room. I'm making my energy drink. And she's like, should I call like the cops right up the street or 911? <laughs> like, what are you talking? <laughs> call 911. At this point, someone else has already called. Right. right? You're already, well, it's 4 a.m. So no one else is up. There's someone in there bleeding out. Right. And <laughs> that's the real concern. <laughs> concern. So I hear her talking to 911 and she's like, okay, he got out of his car. He's coming up to the street. He came up to the street. I can see him under the street lights. She's like, he's a white guy, medium build. Um, just, you know, has a jacket on. What if he's in the mafia? She just ruined you guys for life. But that's not a very good description. Uh, the fact that she spoke at all. Have yeah. you seen these movies? Well, okay. So then she's like, all right, he's walking back to his car. And then I started paying a little bit of attention. I was like, okay, is somebody else in the car maybe and they're injured? And then she goes silent for a second. She goes, I'm pretty sure he just disappeared into the woods. <laughs> and he did. He was gone. So I took my dogs at lunch and we went looking. John took an early lunch. A very so early he lunch. Like I do an this. hour. Um, but it, we couldn't, like my one dog is a amazing nose and he loves the smell of blood. And we couldn't pick up anything. So somehow this guy rolled his car like four, three or four times and no blood trail. Very upsetting. But we didn't find anything. I talked to a cop later that day, a local cop, and he said the guy claims he just fell asleep. But by the time he came back and then got confused, because by the time he came back, they breathalyzed test him and nothing. Hmm. So we'll see what, or I guess we won't see what that was about. Uh, then also a neighbor of mine had a dog killed by a coyote that same day. Yeah. That same morning. Um, so I found what I think their den is and my dogs usually ignore it, but they were going crazy. So I got in touch with the guys like, Hey, like here's the den if you want revenge basically. Um, and then we started looking up all the regulations cause it's actually in the city of Bel Air and it's a huge, they don't let you just kill these things. It is very annoying. Could you at least call like animal control and have them come do it? No, you have to pay somebody to come who has a nuisance something nuisance trapping permit. I have a nuisance trapping permit and it's called a 357. Right. But you don't live in the city. That's true. You can do whatever you want. We apparently us, you know, city dwellers, because Bel Air is in no way, shape, or form a city, have all these stupid regulations. I've only, I've only walked outside like once where I live now outside the city limits, like with a gun going like, I might have to shoot something. And I don't remember what it was for. <laughs> it's a couple <laughs> years ago. so interested there. Uh, the, the last time that, that was close, um, my dog had gotten into saddle or yam, uh, yam. Yeah. Uh, saddle. I wouldn't have worried about saddle. Saddle, saddle care taking of care of it. Um, but yam got into some coyotes, and um, I think I've shown you, you a video. Yeah, yeah. But I thought I might have to go out on that one, um, but didn't have to. But yeah, if I had to, I'd just yeah go outside, take a gun, shoot whatever's there. But benefits of not living in the city. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Uh, you should ask flip to show you his friend's video of using greyhounds to hunt a coyote that would be fun it's awesome 
Because uh, yeah. I think of greyhounds as like kind of smaller dogs. This guy's greyhounds are not small. They are super fast and they appear to be vicious. I might have to. they tore that thing up. I don't know how much my brother remembers, but I might have to have, at least get hold of him, see what he says. Maybe have him talk on a podcast sometime. Cole? Um, Cole. He's, he's, I want to say it was mountain lion. I don't remember. He's gone some sort of big cat hunting where they take dogs out and they just tree them. That would be mountain lion. That'd be mountain lion. Yeah. Yeah. So wait, just treeing? They don't shoot it? Oh no, they shoot them. Oh, okay, cool. They yeah, tre- we, they tree them to shoot them. We 100% want to have him. <laughs> yeah. on. I totally forgot that he's done that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that'd be awesome. I have to talk to him and then probably go out with him too. Okay, moving on to meat matters. Keep in keeping with dangerous animals, uh, shark. Coyotes, things like that. Uh, grandfather and grandson killed in two separate tiger attacks over a 24-hour period. Now, obviously, this was not in the United States because it's a tiger, but uh, completely unrelated attacks within 24 hours, two family members. Man. So that guy's the John Quincy Adams of getting attacked by a tiger. <laughs> so basically. If you're, people are ever wondering, like, you know, why we're eliminating all these animals, it's because they won't stop eating us. You've got recent, uh, well, somewhat recent um, animals that have gone extinct. Uh, short-faced bear, just because I always bring that one up. Thylacine, uh, which was the, that's the Tasmanian, not Tasmanian devil. What do they call it? It's down there. Tasmanian, oh, Tasmanian tiger, the Tas- Tasmanian tiger, uh, a Javan and a Bali, the Caspian, the Ken- uh, tiger, the Candango moose, and the Mexican silverback, Barbary lion, and then a ton of wolves. All of those eat people and have been extinct in the last 200 years, or have been made extinct in the last 200 years, except for the short-faced bear way longer ago. Um, basically, if it eats us, we're going to get rid of it. Yeah. You don't want to get rid of it entirely because they eat other things that then, then if, if you that get rid of one then thing, eat. then you're going to have to get rid of something else. No, no, no. no. And it's the whole, it's a whole daisy chain. I then. don't think I believe that anymore. Like tigers eat, a, think about how many mountain lions or how many uh, deer and elk mountain lions kill. It is unbelievable. Like it's a huge number of them, way more than you would think. Moose and elk without grizzly bears, way higher populations. Like the grizzly bears seriously predate on them. Without grizzly bears, hey, we do a lot more moose and elk hunting. Grizzlies take on moose and elk? Oh, yes. Have you never seen I want to see a grizzly and a moose fight. That's got to be amazing. It is no fight whatsoever. Really? Not even, it's not even like if, it's not even like Colton Cook fought somebody small. Like it is the moose doesn't try anything. Moose just tries to run. Grizzly bear is faster than it. I saw one where Rant runs up behind it and smacks it with its paw and basically kills it with a single swipe right across the back, or at least paralyzes it. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. So I, I can't remember the exact amount, but it is some ungodly amount of moose calves are killed every year by grizzly bears. Oh, calves? Well, no, the one I'm talking about is a full-size move. Okay. So stop eating humans and realize we're not on the menu. We'll leave you alone. Maybe we should just start eating more of those animals. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Maybe Colton's Bigfoot. <laughs> I bet he is. I bet. He, That's your reference for he, big guy. Hold on. I need a big guy for an hour. Well, Colton here, Cook. he's probably the biggest guy here. He smells like Bigfoot, I bet. <laughs> All right. 
Microbiologist investigates after her beef soup turned blue in the fridge. This was actually a pretty cool article um, because you see that picture. That's obviously not the beef soup. But if you go down, they'll have some of it on a Q-tip. And it is about that blue. It is unbelievably bright blue. Um, but then they go to unbelievable, like extreme lengths to try to figure out what it was that actually turned it blue. Um, the current leading theory is that it's the same stuff that turns soft cheeses blue. Like, look at that. Look at how blue that is. Uh, it's uh, Pseudomonas aeruginosa and Pseudomonas florensens, uh, which put me down a whole weird little rabbit hole for a while because I thought that was the same way you spell homo florensens which is like a precursor to us, but it's not. So, but it took like 15, 20 minutes for me to figure that out. That's weird. But they like got a culture from it. They're doing all sorts of weird science experiments on it. So do they have like a, there's no update on it. Hmm. So if we, if, if we find an update on that, that'd be interesting to see what happens. Okay. Cause that's creepy. We will see. Um, all right, cattle prices jumped to rates not seen since 2014-2015. So I mean that's got to be good news. I don't know how much of that is actually going to fix what's going on in the cattle market, but increasing in prices good for the ranchers, probably going to be bad for us in the short term, but honestly from everything I'd heard over the last couple of years, I was more concerned with there being no more ranchers in a couple of years than with having to pay a little bit more at the store. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it, it's almost kind of a, a trend in like every industry, but smaller, smaller businesses, smaller shops are just less frequent. You see more and more larger, bigger companies. How many people buy from Amazon? Amazon owns everybody so much of e-commerce and retail. Do you want to talk about my prime, like the prime thing? Oh, yeah. So we were talking about the why they're such a big price difference in something. And Austin and Tex were like, well, fi factor in shipping. We should tell them what it is. It's okay. Yeah. Sure that it's that uh, the one pound bag of the flavor crisp uh, chicken on the run. And that's the medium grind, right? Yeah. yeah. So we sell it for $3.09 a bag. I thought it was $3.04. Is it nine? What, four cents, nine makes, cents. When it's that small, it's a percentage. I don't know. Go ahead, I'm joking. But Amazon sells it for like nine sixty-seven or something. It's basically ten dollars. Mm -hmm. And the question was like, why? Why is there such a huge price difference? And so they told me they're like, well, you got to factor in shipping. And I was like, well, that's only you only get free shipping if you have Prime. So I figured I'm like, how many people have Prime? I don't think it's even 50%. I was using my room as an example. I'm like, I don't think most people in my office have Prime. So we looked it up. What'd you say? I got Prime. Oh. <laughs> so I don't even know who has Prime in my office. So that is a good uh, precursor to this. It's like 76% of US households have Prime. So yeah. I was very wrong. Very wrong. But that's, I mean, not to prop ourselves up too much on our own podcast. Uh, but like, that's what, like why our prices are lower on some things is because we don't have free shipping for it, but that's why then you look at something from Amazon, look for things from Amazon that are under 10 bucks and you don't find a lot that are like truly worthy because they factor shipping into everything they sell. Yeah. Um, so also 
um, unless you're listening to this as soon as it comes out, we will have free shipping this weekend. Oh, sweet. It'll start sometime Friday night and end at the end of the night Sunday. So enjoy that. Uh, it's free shipping on any order over a hundred dollars. All right. So long story short, hopefully like the smaller shops out there, smaller businesses, the small ranchers and stuff, they continue to improve off of it instead of just having, um, the large conglomerates and the large packers and everybody uh, controlling the industry. But don't you also think that there's a little bit of a pushback against that and that people are looking more for uh, small, almost boutique businesses to support now? I mean, there is somewhat of a push, but that's still such a small, small fraction and percentage. So because I've been focusing on it more, I'm assuming that everybody has. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you think everyone should understand how many different types of sharks there are when in reality, there's only three. (laughs) Great whites, hammerheads, and baby sharks. (laughs) Hammerheads don't even eat people. I think there's been one (laughs) confirmed attack. This is that, getting you all right. And it, yes, well, I mean, it's important. <laughs> this is not, you can't just throw those terms out or those names out there. All right, moving on. Uh, giant 1,400-pound great white, just seen just minutes from North Carolina's Outer Banks. I only bring this up because I used to go to the Outer Banks every summer, and then I was out fishing with the captain, and he told me that, oh, no, we do, in fact, have very large great white sharks, uh, and I have never been back. So my family still goes every year. I do not go. Because I cannot be trusted with alcohol and the beach. Because I'm always talking about how I'm not going to go into the water or whatever. And then I have four or five beers and I swim way out. (laughs) So I'm not doing that anymore. Yep. Okay. Uh, The hired gun of the livestock industry. This is uh, Wild Services. A federal agency kills more than $100,000, sorry, 100,000 animals in Washington state every year. Just one state. So it says exactly who wanted the animals dead and how much the killing costs is a mystery. But on February 21st, 24th, 2021, a little known agency within U.S. Department of Agriculture killed 67 coyotes to protect cattlemen's herds. So this is the same exact thing as California having to bring in paid hunters to get mountain lions. Like, hey, do you idiots know that there are people who will give you oh. money to be able to go do this? Yeah, you. that is a very lucrative industry. There's the, the middle of the country here. There's It's insane what people will pay to come to Kansas to go yep. deer hunt, what people will pay to go to Nebraska, South Dakota to pheasant hunt. It's, it's just nuts if places like that wouldn't, yeah, get in such a tizzy about it all, they could. They could have a whole nother industry that brought in a lot of money. Yeah. It's absolutely ridiculous. And it makes it worse that they then have to go pay mm-hmm. somebody to come in and do it. I'm like, how do you get that job? I don't know. But maybe we should start up a new division. Just get paid to go. Well, you probably don't get to keep the animal, I bet. It's probably it probably a let it lie scenario. I would assume. Which, is, which makes even more sense, but I almost guarantee that you're right. I can almost guarantee that California would be like, no, you killed it, but now don't do anything useful with it. Here's money that somebody would have paid me to come be able to do it so backwards. All right. Uh, scientists warn of phosphagetin as critical fertilizer shortages loom. 
Our planet faces phosphageddon, scientists have warned. They fear our misuse of phosphorus could lead to deadly shortages of fertilizers that would disrupt the global food production. Now, at the same time, phosphate fertilizer washed from fields together with sewage inputs into rivers, lakes, and seas is given rise to widespread algal blooms. Why wouldn't they call it algae blooms? Whatever. And creating aquatic dead zones that threaten fish stocks. Now, this is kind of hard because everything that you would read in there, I've heard all of this for decades at this point, and none of it's happened yet. So... So what makes a difference this time around? Right? Nothing. I mean, the only thing I can think of is the fertilizer shortage because of the war in Ukraine. Mm -hmm. That was going to be my question is, does this have anything to do with Ukraine? But I don't see anything in the article. No. Uh, they do mention the war being a, a cause of the fertilizer or some of the for fertilizer shortage. Did you see Greta Thunberg uh, deleted her tweet from 2018 that said, leading scientists say we have only five years left to save humanity from... <laughs> yeah, she deleted it. Uh, that's amazing. It's amazing how fast five years goes by is what that is. Yeah, it's true. That's absolutely insane. All right. The best spices for gut health from a gastro. Now, I'm just going to give you the five. We're not going to deep or deep dive into this, but it's turmeric, which is absolutely expected. Ginger, again, absolutely expected. Coriander, had no idea that that did anything for your gut. Fennel, which Fennel? means that I have an awesome gut microbiome because of all the fennel and sausage and cinnamon. Now I had heard chewing on cinnamon sticks. Is that a thing down here? Like the sticks of dried cinnamon? I know what they are, okay. but chewing on them? When you're quitting smoking. Oh, I don't know, but that'd be interesting. Does it help with, it's pretty good. Help with tobacco in general. Yeah. It's just like that. Um, it's doing something. It's active. So it's like smoking or putting in a chew. Mm -hmm. I might have to go buy some cinnamon. I'm on, I'm on day two right now of no nicotine and it's not, it's not been pretty for what? Oh, just first of all, yeah, you're very well put together for that. I figured you'd be more disheveled when this happened. Yeah. I don't know. I've been, I've been cranky today. I'm trying to like make sure I'm like, dude, there's something in the air. I told Patrick I'm going home right after this. So I don't punch something. Yeah. I'm cranky too. I don't know. Maybe it's not just me then, but yeah, if that, if, if something like that works, I, I'm going to, I'm going to go get some cinnamon. Go ahead. Help. Try it. <laughs> Give it a shot. All right. Anti-aging breakthrough, detoxing body of harmful fat byproducts to extend lifespan. Unbelievably in-depth article. A couple of reasons we're talking about it is, uh, they used uh, C. elegans, so it's the letter C. elegans, it's a worm, um, and we talked about that on a previous podcast, uh, and kind of the same. Basically, it was saying that to extend life, the life of a cell, what you want to do is starve it and then give it a high amount of sugar. I don't know if you remember me saying, like, oh, so you should fast, and then eat, eat, eat a bunch of sugar. But that was I was joking about that. This finds out that it's something um, called autophagy was the key. I, I don't understand what autophagy is, um, but the stimulation production of an enzyme, alcohol dehydro dehydrogenase, uh, that prevented the toxicity caused by glycerol and indirect or indirectly glycerol hide. 
that doesn't sound like the right word, but it is how it said, glycerol hide. Uh, they found in worms, but then cross-referenced it into mammals, including humans. Now, the rough part is how can you create autophagy? autophagy? Um, it is fasting. Hmm. So we need to, the older I get, the more and more I see why almost every religion had something to do with fasting. Like Catholics, fasting is a huge part of a couple of days. Jewish people, absolutely. Muslims, absolutely. Um, I don't know if you guys, Lutherans, do you guys fast? Do you have any like fasting or dietary restrictions? He went vegan for a week. <laughs> no. <laughs> that was a religious thing. Yeah. Martin Luther was more like, yeah, we're done with you people. <laughs> You're telling us ridiculous nonsense. Um, but yeah, that. I don't know. I think I'm going to go back to intermittent fasting. I know I say that all the time. It's just hard. It's I hard think, to start. Yeah. What? Well, yeah. It's it's he says when your body another piece. Yeah. Your body when it like gets used to that. Like in my opinion, I think I feel better when I'm when I'm doing that constantly, consistently. Um, it may also just be the fact that I have a consistent eating schedule when I do that. Because like. Now I just don't, I sometimes, I don't, I usually don't eat breakfast, but then I, I get to work and I'm hungry. So I eat at like nine 30 and then I'll eat it two. And, and then the next day I don't eat, I, I only eat at noon. And like, I just eat just all over the place. Is it Vienna sausages? No, I've been out of Vienna oh, sausages. There you go. I need to, need to, need to, need to. My big thing it. is the trail mix in the vending machine recently. Those little sweet and salty uh -oh. things. I've been eating those like crazy. Vending machine's going away tomorrow. I won't be here. That's fine. Oh, so that's by the true. time I come back on Monday, the new one will be here. Uh -huh. So our new vending machine is you just open it and take whatever you want. Well, you still have to pay for it. But, but it's it, a that's honor, not a prerequisite. It's an honor system. It's an honor system. <laughs> but it does take pictures all the time, right? Yeah. There you go. Okay. I told Patrick the first time he uses it to record himself doing it so that when the system malfunctions and says he didn't pay for it, or he paid for something different. This is all just a big scheme to just be able to like fire Patrick and yeah. Like, yeah, get rid like, of you. Him. Stole this from the food market, Patrick. You're, you're gone. Tyson Foods to close Glen Allen facility, impacting nearly 700 jobs. Jobs. Now I used to live in Glen Allen, Virginia, um, but this is a quote from the article. I've dedicated my life to Tyson's. They didn't even give me a chance to retire. They kicked me out, said Mary Vine Smith, who has worked at the facility since 1978. Vine Smith said she and her coworkers all had the same reaction when they found out Monday afternoon they would be out of a job within just a few weeks. I was like 40-something years, and today they're shutting the plant down two months from now. Vine Smith said she asked herself at the end of her shift on Monday. That last part is not important. The disappointing thing is they know they know sooner than two months away. Yep. You wish you wish people like that could give longer notice. It's not like you just can stop it and you can't uh, and you can keep keep it from closing because they have their reasons. It, it needs to be closed, okay? But give people as much of a heads up as you can. But so it's not in that article, but I saw it today. They're also closing an Arkansas plant, which is interesting because I Arkansas is the head of Cargill. Because we've talked about that in the past, cargo closing mm. down plants, like all, a lot of other plants and consolidating in Arkansas. Cargill Meat Solutions is headquartered here, I'm pretty sure. That's not the headquarters of Cargill. Not of Cargill, but 
their meat solutions. Yeah. All right, look that up. What? Which one of the big four is headquartered in Arkansas? Yeah, so Meat Solutions, um, Minneapolis is Cargill's overall headquarters. Um, It's not JBS. uh, Meat Plant Headquarters, Arkansas. Much there just be none. Tyson, Tyson. Springdale. Oh, okay. So they're closing one down in Arkansas. Maybe they're, hopefully they're giving those people the opportunity to get a job up there. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, The one processed food that makes inflammation so much worse, according to health experts. Don't even click on it. It's white bread. It's the worst possible news. It's the one bread that I like. My wife always buys those seeded breads or like the whole grain. I hate those. I just like white bread. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand that. Like some people buy those and they're, it's not like they're bad, but they're not as good as white bread. They're not even close to as yeah. good. Now my wife has gotten into this new thing lately that I have, am just loving. She is into sourdough. She, she bought a little starter thing. No way. And has been like fermenting, I guess. I think it's, I don't know what else you call it. I think yeah, it's, yeah, fermenting. No, it's fermenting. It's weird. Cause it, Pretty sure it can produce alcohol the way it smells. Um, and like with liquid on it, that's my only thought is that it's the alcohol coming off it, but I don't know. But she like, she, she talks like she's like, like it's a child. She's like, I need to go feed it. Yeah. <laughs> like, you would have thought she won tickets to the Super Bowl the way John reacted to that. Well, hold on. <laughs> For a couple of reasons. I love sourdough. Joe Hell a long time ago sent me some of his. Um, mm. whatever it called and I killed it. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I killed it right away. It, yeah. Culture. It never did anything. I'm sure I did something wrong. You know, I would like a loaf of sourdough bread next time she makes them. Okay. We've been making, uh, we've made pancakes with it. We've made tortillas with it. Okay. We've made loaves of bread with it. Uh, how were the pancakes? Amazing. No. Amazing. Really? Sourdough pancakes are awesome. Patrick, you this is a thing? No, never heard of them. I've never heard of it either, but we did it and it's fantastic. Do you like the taste of sourdough? Yeah, I love it. Then you would love sourdough pancakes. Okay. She might need to appear on the podcast or some sort of video while we do a few of these. Okay. okay. Talk to that. her about that. All right. Um, mini antlers grown on mice heads after scientists implant deer cells. My only comment on this was I'm voting for the comet. In 2024, we no longer deserve this earth. We are injecting <laughs> deer cells into mice just to see what happens. <laughs> are you kidding me? And it grew antlers. Oh, we've done we've done That's things. That's not a real picture. I know we've okay. done we've done things so much worse than that. If I, that gets you upset, there's so much worse that we've done. Name some. If you want to talk about dropping the bombs on. Hiroshima and Nagasaki that at least had a point. Yeah. Well, one, if we're talking about science stuff, like I can't say too much cause I'll probably get, I'll probably get banned off of YouTube Fair for point. certain comments, but I don't know. That's an area I probably don't need to get into. People can research their own, get on Google and explore the depths of crazy things that, yeah. But those had points. Hopefully this is just, let's see what happens if we inject deer cells into a mouse. I really wish that was a real photo and the <laughs> antlers were that perfect because they have a photo of this mouse with like perfect antlers on it. Well, if it worked, wouldn't it be sweet? We could do that with, uh, 
don't know. We could do it with beef. I don't know what we would do to it. Inject them with pork cells so they grow a belly like a pig and then we get better beef bacon. I don't know. Definitely not. Like I'm very uncomfortable with all of this. I think part of the reason I am so hesitant against like cell cultured beef, I'm very uncomfortable with that entire industry, that medical experimentation industry. I mean, we saw what can go wrong with it, right? I mean, that's confirmed now. And that's a mild thing. Have you, have you paid any attention to bird flu? I know we talked about how it's jumped to minks and seals, but there were literally thousands of seals dead, I think in either Brazil or Portugal, that H1N1 jumped to and has killed seals. Not that hard to admit. Dude, that thing has a 60% mortality rate. So if that jumps to humans and maintains that, the only good news there is that with a 60% mortality rate, it's going to burn itself out real fast. Because that is a real like, hey, Go home. Yeah. Nobody get together. No one's, yeah. Yeah. There will be no, like when we close down for COVID, I begged you to not make me work from home. This would be like, hey, I'll be home. Like self voluntarily doing that. Yeah. Got Um, Soaring bond market volatility, making it impossible to say what stocks are worth as banking jitters persist. Uh, Market volatility is, you can't, you won't be able to read it, is never a good sign. Um, my comment on this was, hello, 2008. We're back. And who was it that brought us back here? Why it was the banks again. <sighs> so get ready for an interesting couple of years. Um, then we've got the global processed meat market grew from $699 billion in 2022 to $790.62 billion in 2023 as compound annual growth rate of 13%. Then there's a bunch of thing, stuff about the Russian-Ukraine war. The most important part is the end. The processed meat market is expected to grow to $1.138 trillion by 2027. Now, why did I go 1.138? Why did I go that far? Because that eight is still $8 billion. That's insane. You should throw the 0.5 in there then. Was there another there's a beyond point, that? 0.51, yeah. So another 510 million. Look how they did that. That's how they got me last time. It's the same article. Remember when I said like a thousand billion? That's how they did it again. They said one thousand something billion. Who talks like that? Whoever writes Yahoo these articles. Finance. Why are they doing that? <laughs> Drives me nuts. Uh, by t- 2040, 60% of meat will no longer come from animals, experts predict. Yeah, good luck with that. This is from Veg News and Everyone is going to hold hands and we're only going to look at animals as friends, not food, and no one will ever fight again. I don't, yeah, so I don't see the the correlation on things here. If if uh, if the processed meats industry is supposed to grow by <laughs> that much, how are we, how by 2040 are we going to have 60% of meat will not actually be for animals? Like that means that the meat industry is going to stay like this basically more or less. I mean, numbers, these are not totally accurate, but the meat industry is going to stay the same size as it is now. Right. And it's going to triple in size. And all of that increase is going to come from non animal meat. And there's no way that they can produce that much and be that effective with yep. it. I don't see yeah. it happening. Cause that is exactly from the same people who are running the SVB bank, just 
this is what we want things to happen, so this is what's going to happen. It's just wishful thinking. They have no possible hope of hitting that. From what we were talking about earlier on filling out March Madness brackets, I would not trust these people to fill out a bracket. They're way too emotional to fill out a bracket Maybe properly. Kansas State winning. Hey, hey, hey. Don't, don't, don't. It's not going to happen. I don't see How far do you have Kansas State going? I have them winning a game. Right now, I have them winning the championship. No. Because I can't, I can't make it. them lose. All right, no, hold on. Before we end then. <laughs> My team is at least in the tournament, though. That's fair. That's fair. I don't care about basketball, though, so that does nothing to me. Um, we need to settle on a bet. Oh, we started that. And we so, finished. so it'll be if you win, if you finish ahead of me on one, and I finish ahead of you on the other, nothing. It's only if one of us beats. Wait, are you are you submitting a different bracket to each? Yeah. Oh, my. Yeah. Okay. <sighs> so you're just creating a bracket and then applying it. I guess I could. See, do, I didn't even know you could do. that. I could maybe do that because then I could leave one as my emotional pick bracket okay. and the other as like a legitimate like this. I'm going to win this with the bracket. There you go. Yeah. All right, so we'll do that. But what's the bet? Hmm. A hundred push-ups. That's what I want from you is a hundred push-ups. They don't have to be in a row. <laughs> they can be 10 and then I can leave the office for a while and come back and make, do another 10. I don't know. I don't know. What, what would what would 100 push-ups relate to if I told you you couldn't have any stimulants of any type? How long do I get? Six hours. Oh, <laughs> oh come on. I'm thinking, I was thinking like a month. Yeah, right. Uh, Cut it well, down here, to a week. <laughs> here's the, the maybe disappointing part to you is I just bought a stim-free pre-workout to try to Dang. back down. So I'm, I'm already on that path. I, I want to see you eat a plateful of mashed potatoes. Oh, then, then I want 200 push-ups. 200 in, in, in a day? Yes. Okay. I'm in with that. Oh, mashed potatoes, uh, everybody. Here we come. I hate mashed potatoes. I'm so excited. Uh, my emotional picks are gone now. Uh, this is all became, can, all became competitive. You can't. No, you said one of them was going to be emotional. Okay, fine. And the other one. Okay. So I, because yeah, technically I can't win oh. these things anyways. So we we do uh, have some what I think is pretty decent prizes no, for a our, very decent prize. for our employee bracket. And um, if I win, I can't. I it's can't enough money it. where people get upset towards the end when they get yeah. knocked out. It's a couple hundred bucks. Yeah, it's not. And we do multiple places, you know? so well. it's fun. All right, last thing: uh, smarter meat snack processing. This is from Meat and Poultry. Very good magazine. I love this because um, Jeff Sindelar, they're talking about him in there. Oh, I've, he's a pepperoni god. I, he, I've been to a few of his classes, and that guy is awesome. Absolutely love him. Um, if anyone's interested, it is open to the public. Uh, it's $1,200 for a three-day course, which I honestly don't think is totally unreasonable for That's, like a yeah. regular person if they want to do it. Um, and if you're thinking about getting into pepperoni um, or any dry cured meat, hundred percent, absolutely worth it. Um, we'll post a link to that in the Meatistics post for this. Cool. Man, this is, yeah, they got a lot of, I was just really happy to see a here. nice write up um, and, and from meat and poultry magazine and have his name in it. It's very cool. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Thanks, guys. Thanks for checking out the Meatistics Podcast. To shop everything but the meat, head on over to Waltons.com. 
To get your meat processing questions answered by experts and enthusiasts alike, head on over to our online community at meatgistics.com. Walton's, everything but the meat.